Oakland baseball fans, it is time once again for the Running the Bases podcast. I'm Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, how are you? Good, sir. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Coming into Labor Day. That's right. That's right. Big plans for the Labor Day weekend? No, my main plans before, I'm sure there's going to be softball and baseball games to go to, but my main plans from now till Labor Day are to wear straw hats all day long. You you have to put those away after Labor right, Day. Yeah, just like you put away white stuff, you know. Right, right. That's very traditional of you. Very, very bold statement there. Well, I here in the South, it's a terrible time to wear hats in September because oh, yeah. you can't wear straw, and it's the hottest time of the year. Yeah, yeah. Enjoying a nice little break in the action, but oh my uh, god, yes, really, it's been suffocating. Uh, I will be going to uh, one, possibly two Braves games at the bank because the White Sox are in town. Shout out to Scott Brown, huge White Sox fan who will be there all three games to be sure. But we have a month left in the 2019 regular season. So for today's show, we're going to talk about the stretch run Uh, going first to third. It's the 50-year anniversary of the 1969 Atlanta Braves, the first uh, the first division win in Atlanta Braves history. And the first, first division win in major league history. Yeah, that's it. There, there, there you go. Look at that. What history. Um, so we're going to talk about that first to third. And then coming into home, we've got our first prep shout out, uh, which you'll explain later on. So, But first, out of the box, the stretch run. Uh, as of today, uh, as of this recording, um, the Braves and the Nationals are the two hottest teams in baseball. The Dodgers look vulnerable. And is anyone going to beat the Yankees or the Astros? So let's start with the Braves. They're, where are they now? 80 games? Uh, they're 80, game, 80 and 53. If they finish one win over 500 the rest of the way, they will have 95 wins. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good right there. Um, all right. So first question on these Braves, straight up. Do you believe in them? Do you believe in World Series championship potential? Yes. I you know I, I guess I, I should say like of course yes. <laughs> well, I mean, but, no. Well, there is how uh, much? How much? How much do you believe in them? Well, you know, I I will look optimistically at the games the rest of the way. Do I? Would I bet you know the house uh, on on them winning it? No, uh, but I mean they're in a lot stronger position than they were last year. Would you bet the beach condo on them winning, let's say? I still would need odds. I mean, to bet on anybody at this time, you know. Uh, right. The is Would be a tough thing to do. The thing that scares me, not so much as the Dodgers, but the first round right now would be the Cardinals. And we uh, have not had a good history with that. No. One would say we've had a terrible history with that. Yes. And 1996 is too much in the rearview mirror now. I can't, I can't throw that in the face of my St. Louis friends anymore. So, and, and I'll say, you know, you were saying how the Braves and the Nationals have been the two hottest team. The Cardinals have been pretty hot too in the National League. Right, right. And and on that topic, the the whole NL Central is very bizarre this year. I, I mean. I, we looking at our uh, preseason predictions, which I have, I dusted off the notes. We had the uh, the Cubs and the Cardinals right there, but you know Milwaukee, I think was your favorite. Was Milwaukee was your candidate to win the division? What happened to them? 
Aside uh, from the obvious, you know, they just released their opening day pitcher. Uh, (laughs) The uh, that that certainly doesn't help. uh, And they have they just need pitching. Uh, We knew this all along, but I mean, their bullpen did not hold up. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, pitching the way that it was. You know. I mean. yeah, well, and, and you know the Reds, who, who we both have an affinity for this particular Reds team, have been a lot better than uh, uh, than than usual, and the Pirates have performed uh, admirably better, although they've really no, fallen they, off. They recently. have really fallen off since the All Star break, and seem to be having all sorts of trouble. Right, right. But the, I mean, the Cardinals, the health of their pitching staff seems to have been a question each of the last three years. Um, if you're looking at it right now, is is it going to be Cardinals or Cubs winning that division, or do you think Milwaukee still has a puncher's chance? Uh, for Milwa- the for Milwaukee the division. has to get on a streak right now, right now. You know they can't afford any more losses. The Cubs, I've been waiting for them just to turn it on all year, but they can't win on the road. They're like the worst road team in baseball. Right, right. Uh, the uh, and the Cardinals have done what the Cardinals do. They keep. People just, you know, wait a minute, who is this guy? You know, uh, (laughs) who is DeLong? You know, what's, you know, they have people that just keep coming out of Cardinal land. Uh, Right. I I claim it's a factory underneath the Anheuser-Busch brewery. I don't know. And they just, they create them in a laboratory. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, that scares me. The Dodgers have been the best team in, in baseball. They've really had no competition. Uh, Yeah. The, uh, I mean, what? Everybody has talked about how the Diamondbacks and the Giants and whatnot were somewhat in the the pennant chase for a wild card. No, they're not. You know, uh, <laughs> the um, they can their fans can look up today and at the standings and say, "Yeah, we're we're there. We're right there." I mean, Arizona is what five games out of the wild card right now, and who would have thought that with, with fifteen teams in front of them? I mean, you know, that's that's the thing. You know, uh, and so I mean, the Dodgers just have not had that kind of competition and they don't have a bullpen now they can match the twins with the way they hit i mean you know uh and and, uh and i i think bellinger is the mvp you know that's oh yeah uh, i think that's a foregone conclusion yeah well yelich was has been in competition with them all year and people are talking you know braves and uh and anthony rendon you know uh has certainly been had an mvp type season right uh Muncie, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Their starting pitching is certainly. Uh, I, I don't think there's any team in baseball that matches their starting pitching. Well, I mean, if we're going to look at the big picture, I mean, how would you put the Dodgers up against potential Astros World Series rematch? I mean, the Astros, I got some starting pitching of their own. Yes, they do. Nothing uh, to scoff at, right there. Uh, well, I was talking about the National, but I, right. but I still think you know, I I would put Ryu. Uh, the um, Bueller and who's that other guy they have? You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. their third starter. I, I would put them up about against any three starters anywhere. Yeah. Um, well, who matches up the best in the National League for the Dodgers? Just as you're looking at it right now, who would you who would you pick to give them the best run uh, for their money of a contender? Obviously, if you say Miami, I'm I'm going to punch you. But yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the um. I would say the Nationals have the best, yeah. you know, would face it because, I mean, they can throw Strasburg and Scherzer at them. Well, actually, they would only be able to throw one. Uh, one was going to have to get them in, assuming that 
the Nationals are in the wild card game. Right, which kind of comes back to the how much do you believe in the Braves? Because, I mean, we play the Na- the Nationals and the Phillies like 11 billion times in the last oh, I know. Like, I know. month of the year. Uh, I, I still think the... Uh, I, I believe in them. I think they're still going to win their their division. Yeah, the Nationals don't put a don't scare you enough. No. All right. Well, I agree with that, and I think that St. Louis. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even need to go there. They just scare me. They scare me too. Um, the wild card in the in the National League is, as you say, <laughs> about ten teams deep. So, who do you think? Will be the two wild card teams when it's all said and done. Definitely the Nationals. Uh, definitely the Nationals. Yeah, uh, and I think as Our- of today, it's the Cubs by one game over the Phillies. Uh, the uh, the Phillies have been playing a lot better. The uh, I I think the Mets dreams are gone now. They're just that 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 dreams. was us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, the Braves yeah. putting the <laughs> stake in the heart of the Mets is right. just a tradition as old as time. I love uh, it. And a good one. And a good one. <laughs> Always uh, fun. Um, we played them, I think, the last three games of the season. So if they have any hopes at that point, we can finally uh, <laughs> we crush can... them then. <laughs> yeah. uh, Drive but, a stake with the other hand. Right. Yeah. Uh, I Right now, I would say it's going to be the Nats and the Phils only because I've been waiting for the Cubs all season and it just doesn't seem to be coming. They can't win on the road. Yeah. Which is just nuts. However, we also do have Madden in the last month. Right, with, right, with the, the king cup. of September. Right, so that's his that's his Hall of Fame case in your yeah. in your eyes. That should be on his plaque, his September uh, record. I, I think so. If the Cubs miss out on this October, does Madden leave? I think so. Yeah, where does he go? Wherever he wants. Where do you the, think that maybe the, the the Giants who will have an opening is that is that um, an attractive location? He loves wine. Yeah, that's true. He's always been a goofball. <laughs> Uh, the uh, there are going to be several positions that are open. Uh, I I don't you know I don't know. He's so odd that he may want to just be the scouting director for a while for another team. You know, there who who knows? I I, I don't. Uh, if if he is going to manage, he will have his choice of places to go. Maybe in the Nippon League. The uh, maybe he could, wants to go spend a year in Japan. It, very well, that could be. He uh, you know, there's no. T- but say he wants to ma- manage in the major leagues next year. You know, he may be in Philadelphia. He may be in San Francisco. He may be in a lot of places. Yeah, <laughs> there'll he be does, talk about him in just about everyone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He'll be the the proverbial Kawhi Leonard of. Yeah, the, uh, the baseball front office uh, off season. But for the last couple of years, Girardi has been the, the name that everybody mentions. But it seems now that I mean, this coming year, it would be Madden. Whether he's actually a choice for certain teams, he's going to be mentioned in those newspapers. Girardi looks like he's real comfortable on that studio set. Yes, though. he does. He does, and he's not real comfortable with the new sabermetrics way of managing. Right, right. Which I mean, the Yankees, and we'll jump over to the American League here in a second. Um, they, uh, the Yankees, haven't had the same bite since they let him go, and it's just, it's such the sign of the times that Girardi takes that 2017 Yankees, you know, one game from the World Series, and he gets fired, right? Because he was too hard on his players. So, all right. Uh, last thing about the wild card, though, in the NL pennant stretch in general. The aforementioned Phillies, 
if they lose out, considering all the money they spent this offseason, one Mr. Bryce Harper, who's been on fire the last yes. week, and uh, congratulations to him and his uh, newborn, mm-hmm. um, is Kapler gone? I think uh, Kapler is gone, period. I do as well. I do as well. His, his mismanagement of the bullpen and just just bizarre decisions uh, uh, for all of the two years he's been there. I think, I don't, I don't think that, and it, it's that's, one that's of the, not going to fly. That hasn't flown. And I don't think it's going to fly anymore. I don't either. And it's one of those situations where if uh, you spend this much money, somebody's head's got to roll and you can't, it's not going to be the pitchers. I think he is to blame for a lot of, uh, uh, I don't want to say mismanagement, but uh, perhaps overmanaging at times. And, uh, but, that's not the reason he's going to be fired. It's going to be fired because they spend an awful lot of money and are right now are in fourth place. Or yeah. Third, or, yeah, they're in, well, they're in third. Like fourth in the wild card. Yeah, right. Third, fourth. Yeah, they're on the outside looking in and they were supposed to be looking down at everyone. And they said they, yeah. we, we, we are the team to beat. You know, they, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well look at my and how did that work out let me say something about harper too uh i have never been the biggest fan i mean i I thought i'm glad we didn't or the braves didn't sign up for 13 years uh the uh however i i very seldom do you see somebody who has the unique ability to rise to the moment like he does. I mean, uh, that's true. The uh, he gets in a World Series, he may have the greatest World Series of anybody of all of all time. I mean, he is he rises to the moment. He is a star. He's not, you know, one of the two or three. You know, you look at the. T- I don't think he is in the top forty in WAR this year. You know, if you want to use that as a way of measuring people, uh, seems you know, like a way people he, use that. Yeah, I mean, but. <laughs> Uh, it, it's, you know, uh, but he is certainly in seizing the moment. Uh, he has a real knack for it. Oh yeah. Totally fair. It's just one man cannot do it alone. Just look at that team that plays in orange County. Right. You know, I mean, trout rises to the moment just yeah. about as good as anybody too bad. We'll never see it. <laughs> we'll never see it when it matters most. So, um, Oh, I have one last thing. Of those two dark horse candidates being the Giants and Arizona, who do you give any chance to? Or who would neither, you give? Neither. Neither. Okay. Who would you give the better chance of the two to just pull off the miracle? Giants. Yeah. Bochi. Final final hurrah. I would have to look at their schedule to really say that with any kind of authority. Right. Though. Well, hey, big love for Arizona real quick because uh, my uh, shout out to Will Novak, my close friend who lives there. They traded their two major pieces, and they're in it at the end. Right. Well, I mean, and before the season, Pollock goes, and I mean, you know, they've uh, and and you know, who would have ever thought they would get rid of Goldschmidt and they would, you know, still be in right, it. Right. Yeah, mathematically in it. Right. So, all right. So let's look at the American League now. Not nearly as much intrigue, and I think we'd both agree on that. But um, is it Yankees and Astros in the ALCS? Is that a foregone conclusion? I would think so. I mean, the Twins certainly can give, uh, you know, well, I mean, in terms of what the Yankees will play the all-star team and the uh, 
Astros will play the Twins. The Twins are going to have to score 5 million runs uh, to beat the Astros. The Astros are as good an offensive team as the Twins are. The Twins just seem to be such a, because they just hit such massive home runs and they, you know, yeah. And everybody weighs 280, you know, on the team. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, just bash the ball. They, uh, have, a, they have a defensive line in their, right. in their lineup. Well, I, I think you meant to say wild card team. Yeah, well, yeah, not uh, the all star team, but yeah, that's card. not a that's not a foregone conclusion, right? Yankees and Astros have the same record right now, so you're 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 giving that edge to the Yankees. Yeah, oh yes, I am. Uh, the uh, because the Yankees are going to get better at the end of this. I mean, I, we all assume they're going to have so many of these pieces coming back, and. Uh, all you know, like Judge has come back, and now in the last couple of days, he started to hit. There, you know, there. I don't know. I see the Yankees as. Uh, I think the Astros. I can see them resting people. They don't need to put their foot on the pedal right now. They know who they are. Just to finish with that, uh, the better record. But they, you know, they're only one game apart. So who knows? Well, and I think the Astros have an interesting mentality of always keeping the foot on the gas. Right. You know, the, that's Bregman. I think yeah. that's that's going to be on Bregman's epitaph. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess with, with the Astros or the Yankees, you're, you're asking yourself, do I believe more in a Yankee bullpen or an Astros starting rotation? Because, again, the Astros, <laughs> they're going to put Verlander and Garrett Cole and now Zach Greinke and what's the other... Uh, McCullers, it could be a fourth starter. You put that They're in. They're not going to have a fourth starter. They'll, those three will be exactly. the three starters. Exactly. And like, <laughs> that's as good as anybody, if not better. Um, who do you think is more hate worthy between the Yankees and the Astros? The Astros still have people like Yuli Gurriel and Osuna. But of right. course, the Yanks have Chapman, and they're always the hateable Yankees. Um. Not saying I hate them as teams, but who right. is more hateable? Well, it, it's I think it's always, as you say, the Yankees are always the Yankees. You know, I mean, whether even back in the day when it, you you kind of liked everybody on their team, you still hated them because they were the Yankees. Uh, I mean, and they're the ones that are on the Sunday night game half the time. You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're. Uh, the, baseball is better when they are there to hate. Uh, so I would say the Yankees. I mean, now the Astros by far have the worst uniforms, you know. And <laughs> when when you're uh, eight years old and you're looking at baseball cards or video games or computer games with uh, players, the uniform matters a lot. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, definitely. When you're collecting all these McFarland figures too, yeah. it's like, wow, they wore that. Yeah, <laughs> they said yes. This is who we are. <laughs> Looking at the uh, the AL Central, which, by the way, much love to your to your Twins. Oh, yeah. it, it, are they the biggest surprise of this season? I mean, you had them. Um, you 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 uh, you were prophetic in your prediction on the 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 Twins. You saw it before uh, anybody else. I'll give you that. I'll give you that crown right now. Well, no hyperbole. Uh, well, I'm certain that other people saw it as well. Uh, the uh, but there are other teams. I mean, on this in the same way, they're not to everybody else. But the Rays are that much of a surprise to me. I didn't. Think, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't. I'll take credit for that one. Yeah. I had the Rays winning 94 games. Right. I'm not sure they're going to win 94, but uh, no, they probably won't. But as to say, yeah. they were going to be a wild card contender in my purview. Right. From right. start to finish. 
uh, I, you know, there, there are a lot of surprises like that along the way. Uh, and, and I finally have to believe in the A's in the, their way of doing <laughs> I mean, uh, come on over. The bandwagon's got plenty of room. But just having a great left side of your infield doesn't, you know, put you in uh, to the playoffs. Ask, uh, the Rockies. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's that's your biggest disappointment, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. so. And the reason why the Dodgers are going to win a hundred games again. Well, and one of the teams that has to be a disappointment, uh, though, would have to be the Brewers too. Yeah, I mean, even though they're sure. still in there, but well, I think with the, like the the Twins and the 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 NL cent or the AL Central, Cleveland has just had so many injuries, and they just lost Ramirez now for a whole month, if not longer. I mean. I mean, Cleveland is still right there. They trade their best pitcher, one of their best pitchers, uh, and the one who's been most consistently healthy this year in Bauer. Yeah, and of course they've got Francona. I mean, they're right there. But how, like with Cleveland, they've had injuries all year. How bad is this Ramirez one? He's an MVP candidate. Uh, it's not that bad because they have Yasiel Puig. <laughs> wow, well, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, down, <laughs> you know, no, uh, it, it, it's big for them. And they have been uh, just hit with injuries all year. And they lost Brantley. People don't realize what a giant loss that was, you know, at the beginning of the season. Um, the, well, uh, what, he's having it. He's comeback player of the year. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Without a question. In the in the AL Central, then you got twins holding on for the division. Wait a minute. He's not the comeback player of the year. Because uh, he was playing well last year at the end. Josh Donaldson may very well be the comeback player of the year. Sure, but that's the NL. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Okay. <laughs> Still, I, I'm not... Uh, Brantley played last year. He just didn't play. You know, I think he got like 300 bats or so. Yeah, but that's so, still how this award works. So. Yeah, all right. And yeah, and plus, you can't. Who else would you say? Oh, I don't know. I haven't given it any thought whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, by the way, the A's, because love for my A's, who I had winning, let's see, checks notes. Uh, I gave the I gave the vaunted athletics baseball club 94 wins as a prediction. And they very well probably won't. But oh, no, they could. They're, you know, 18 more games or something like that. Yeah. Right. You talk about the left side of their infield. What about the right side? Matt Olson, best defensive first baseman in baseball. Yeah. All <laughs> I'm not going to compare him to Simeon and uh, Carpenter. Sure. Or sure. Chapman. 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 Um, well, who – all right. So AL Central, it's a it's it's Cleveland or Minnesota. Who wins that division? I think the Twins do. Yeah, I do as well. I think they hold on because of Ramirez's injury in Cleveland. If that doesn't happen, I think the Twins – I'm sorry. I think the Indians may slug their way to the division crown. That said, the Twins are the best slugging team in baseball history. And won't the Twins have the <laughs> – youngest manager ever to go to the playoffs uh, i don't know i'd I have to look so. that up but okay. baldelli is definitely yeah. the manager of the year right right which would yeah. by the way be two minnesota managers of the year in three different in three seasons yeah. within right. three seasons so two different ones um all right so then in the wild card who do you have who are our two wild card teams in the american league it's only a three-team race at this point so right uh i think it will end up being the rays and the a's Oh really? So you think one of those oh, yeah. the, one of those central teams just drops out completely? Yeah. Wow. All right. I mean, right now, uh, what the Indians have seventy six wins, the Rays have seventy six wins, and the A's have seventy five. 
Yeah. And the uh, the Rays, uh, the A's are playing better than all three of them right now. And the Indians are pretty banged up. So Yeah, and I'm, the Indians and Twins are going to be ripping each other apart right, in the right. stretch run. Yeah, man, I love I love Oakland. It's so much fun. The Bay Bridge series was a lot of fun. They're, they're my West Coast team to watch because, you know, I get home late a yeah. lot from daily work assignments, and there they are, good old Oakland. And what a great broadcast crew. Baseball public, get on board with watching Oakland baseball. I enjoyed watching the Braves on YouTube yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not so, I mean, I like seeing Matty Diaz as a uh, commentator, but it was more the fact that there were no commercials. Right, right. That was nice. That was, that was. They would go do something in the ballpark. I yeah. think that's cool. Um, all right. Tampa for real. Yeah, man. Love to Tampa. I had, the, I'm, I'm feeling good about our predictions. I feel yeah. like we really did well on this, except for the NL Central, but, um, and the, <laughs> and, and, and the NL East, ironically. Um, who is the toughest, uh, opponent for New York or the Astros? Uh, Who would be the toughest matchup for those teams? Either one. Say the Red Sox, <laughs> who aren't <laughs> going to be there, but that would be the toughest. That would be the team that they don't want to see the most, who are still yeah. technically kind of in, you know, in some, but I, I don't see them. You know, they're, they're hanging on by it. Yeah. Fingernail. Especially with like sale. I know he's avoiding Tommy John, but he's like shut yeah. down for the year. Yeah. Uh, no. Red uh, Sox doing that Red Sox thing, man. Right. Uh, I would say the toughest team that's possible for them probably be the Indians because of Francona and their pitching staff. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, and Yasiel Puig, of right. course. Yes. Well, but no, <laughs> that said, Yasiel Puig could go, absolutely nuts for a week and beat anybody you know yeah yeah he he shows up he's got that he's got that uh irrational confidence (laughs) um the uh the rays would be the better choice for you know i mean the one that you would think uh would be the strongest yeah well and i like i like oakland's bullpen and we were talking before the show that you know this bullpen era that we live in all the bullpens are trashed yeah. Yeah. This double edged sword. Didn't see that one coming. Really? Care to expand on that? <laughs> I was trying to tee it up for you. Well, the, well, <laughs> the uh, I, I think this one of the new things, not wanting a pitcher to go through a lineup a third time, uh, has had really reduced the innings of starting pitchers throughout the major leagues. And, uh, and we know that all relievers pitch with max effort and whatnot now, but it's just put so many more innings onto the uh, onto the bullpen, and uh, it just is not sustainable with uh, only twelve pitchers on your staff. Sometimes thirteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, you you pointed out something very interesting. The Braves bullpen has like a. And, you know, even after all those additions have have like a four ERA or a five ERA, but they're still the best one in the division. Right. And right. there's three competitive teams in the NL East. So, yeah. um, and we know about the ball, too. We're playing a whole different uh, baseball now. Right. It's not only is it juiced, it's just. Well, I mean, Major League Baseball admits it's different. And what we've seen happen at AAA versus, you know, what what's happened in the other minor leagues is uh there there's no question that it's a different ball uh pitchers coming from 
AA are having to adjust more to the new ball before, it, it, say, somebody wants to bring up a pitcher uh, from AA and put them on their major league staff. They have to pitch with this ball uh, at AAA before they can come up because it's it's a different ball. It feels different in your hand, you know. Yeah, and and for those who aren't fully aware on this, it's a it's like a tighter wound ball that AAA and MLB are using, and hence we have this home run barrage, right? The the, the juice ball factor uh, at this point in the season, and again as of this uh, Monday morning last week August, what has been the biggest surprise? What's been the biggest disappointment? Uh, you can. Be, we've talked about teams being disappointment. You can go with that, or if there's an individual storyline. I mean, I'd be remiss not to give love to Ronald Acuna having an MVP follow up to his Rookie of the Year season and potentially going forty for forty yeah. or being in the forty forty club, which who knows may not be a big deal before it's all said and done. Right. Uh, the uh, I I think for the last couple of years we've had so many good young ball players and ball, good young at 21 and something, you know, I mean, really young ball players coming into the major leagues. And it, it's been exciting. I mean, and there's, there's seemingly one everywhere, you know, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, whatever your home team is, you've got some young stud that is just unbelievable and often two or three of them, you know, and it, it's, uh, this is really good for baseball. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It's it, you can you can spin the dial on the uh, MLB uh, at bat and find a compelling reason to watch Cincinnati and Miami on a Monday night in August. Uh, people in Miami may disagree with that, but right, right. Um, but you get my point. I agree with that. Um, I've really enjoyed uh, the the teams that you know seem to be a year away from being a year away having good seasons, a la the Reds, the White Sox. The White Sox are fun to watch. They're drawing nice crowds there uh, on the south side again. Um, who else? Who else? You know, speaking been- of the White Sox, you know Abreu now has more uh, 100 RBI seasons than any White Sox except for the Big Hurt and Conerco. Really? Yeah. Wow. He has five now. I mean, and uh, kind of under the radar on that one. Only Conerco and the big herd have had more. Wow. And the White Sox have been around for a while. Yeah. 1901 to be, yeah. to be exact. Um, which by the way, this is my big hope for next year. I want, and it's possible. It seems possible after how these teams have played in 2019. I want the 1919 rematch. I want reds and white Sox in the world series. And it seems possible. Because, I mean, how good has Giolito been for for Chicago? Uh, it seems possible, but I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> Look, if the Reds hold on to – Sonny Gray has been the best pitcher in baseball, arguably, this month. since the All-Star break. Well, he has, he has been this month for certain. Yeah, he had a great start last night. Um, if, they hold, if the Reds hold on to Bauer and uh, Gray and Castillo – and they have some semblance of a bullpen. I, I think they're right there. I think they're a legit contender. White Sox, same thing. Giolito, they get Kopech back next year. Um, I'm still not holding so. my breath right now to see that rematch. All right. Fair enough. Uh, biggest disappointment for me, the Rockies, uh, aforementioned Rockies. I was really looking forward to watching them play uh, competitive baseball in September or contending baseball uh, in September. And, of course, Trout. 
I'm just sad that we will once again not see Trout in in October. My did except on all the commercials, <laughs> right? Oh, I know it's when he was on no commercials for a while. Now he's on all of them. Yeah. Uh, the um, I uh, my biggest disappointment is Pirates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they have they've been, been a bunch of a holes too. Yes, I know. They've been uh, they where they used to be so much fun to watch. Now you don't want to watch them, even though Josh Bell is a real story. Uh, they have sure. Um, you know, I, I they're a disappointment to me. Yeah, that trade for Chris Archer is really looking bad. Yeah, it is. right now. All right, so good stuff. Uh, let, uh, let me say one other thing about this year that uh, I have. There's so many, you know, Guerrero, Bichette, Tatis, uh, so many young ball players that are the sons of people that I've watched my whole life, watched their whole career. The one that I, I really like more, that it's just so great to hear the name Yastrzemski. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, not that, you know, I'm not going to put, Tatis is the most exciting young ball player short of Acuna in the, the National League, uh, but... Uh, I just love seeing you, Strimsky, back out there. Yeah, and by the way, we we have to bid a fond farewell to this year's Players Weekend. Oh my God, <laughs> those uniforms! The one thing I'll say is this was in the positive and going off of your your point, seeing Yaz on the yeah. back of Yastrzemski's uh, yeah. jersey in San Francisco. Not that you could read it. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Who came up with this? Who came up with the Obviously, spy versus spy? Jersey combo. Obviously, the people, when they came up with these uniforms, didn't look at the home uniforms at night uh, yeah, under lights because yeah. they show up a lot better during the day. You could see the names. You know, right. Um, they didn't do their camera tests I'll like any you, good cinematographer would tell I like you. the matte helmets. Matte helmets, sure. Cool. Uh, I like those. And that's about where it ends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I can't. I can't believe how many times MLB gets it so wrong when they try to do a quote innovative idea. You know, it the and it's not that innovative. Uh John McGraw in 1905 had his whole team wear black uniforms like that because uh since they didn't play in 04 and uh the World Series in 04 and everybody considered them uh, you know, this evil team. And sure. you see so many pictures of Christy Matthewson and people of that uh, ilk wearing these all black uniforms. It's, I mean, that's what, that's the first thing that those uniforms remind me of. Yeah. And sure. I mean, we were just talking about the Astros and, you know, there've been some hideous uniforms, but the fact that they made that like mandatory across right. the board, a hideous uniform weekend. Well, one of the things that in watching film, uh, watching games or watching uh, excerpts from games and stuff, you have to sit and really listen to who the people are to even know what teams are playing because all the teams look exactly the same. I know. Uh, and we lost out on, of all the weekends to do this, we lost out on Yankees-Dodgers. Oh, right, like right. The, and several people have pointed this out on Twitter across, you know, <laughs> hundreds if not thousands have pointed out how bad these uniforms looked. But Yankees-Dodgers, two most iconic uniforms in baseball arguably and they were just reduced to the looking like chess pieces right <laughs> it's just god that was embarrassing um i will say about the uh 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 the the sons and grandsons of of former major leaguers um how cool is it going to be when yaz gets introduced in fenway because oh, the, the giants yeah. go in there that's yeah. gonna be cool man looking forward to that one 
Or, you know, Trammel is another one. By yeah, the way. yeah, we left out Trammel. Yeah, so good, so cool. Um, all right. Well, it's gonna at the very least be exciting to see how the National League plays out, whereas the American League seems like three three of the five or foregone conclusions. So, one other real positive from this year: it's really nice to see a couple of real stud position players come up through the Mets chain and be you know have Alonzo and McNeil both coming up to the Mets uh I mean I I don't remember anybody said strawberry in that group you know and goodness stuff <laughs> when they had somebody that just came up through their system and you know it was David Wright yeah you got to give, I, I, gotta I, give but I was looking at, at two of them together is what I'm saying you know have, when they had right. two players come up uh that were I don't know I like it when the Mets are good, and then when we're good and we beat them. Right, right. Yeah, but no, it's been fun. Mets Twitter is my favorite Twitter to 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 tune in on, and you know they of course the Mets have been mostly awful this year relative to their expectations going right. into the season, and then of course they do that thing where it's now they they can't lose a game and walk off every other night, and uh, Al- uh, Alonzo never saw a jersey he didn't want to rip off. <laughs> If it's a walk-off game, but uh, and and now they immediately lose three in a row, and it's the uh, everything's on fire again. Right, you do you, Mets. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, going first to third. Speaking of the Mets and the Braves, this is the fiftieth anniversary. It was fifty years ago that the Atlanta Braves won their very first division title, and as you pointed out at the top of the show, the first division title in the history of baseball. Uh, So there was a great article in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution about the 69 Braves. I thought we'd talk about it here as well, seeing as how this was when you were in your prime of baseball fandom. No, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I I was 17, I think, then. Uh, Yeah. uh, Well, it still mattered a whole lot. Yes, it still did. Uh, but you know, I, I was interested in things like protesting and uh, yeah, and other things from the '60s. You know, from what I remember, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, that was uh, a, uh, quite a time for those things, yes, if, yeah. if memory serves. Right. Well, keeping it with sports, though, let's uh, take us back to that to that pennant chase. Um, this is the first pro sports title of any way, shape, or form in Atlanta. Kind and of a big deal. It was. I mean, it is, but it wasn't. It was. It did not encapsulate the city. Uh, really? No. The uh, first of all, people had kind of given up on them when uh, in the the city in sixty six or sixty seven and sixty eight were such disappointments, and we had seen uh, a when the Braves moved here in sixty six, they had four really promising young starters and the you know the the world seemed bright they're coming off uh several years of being in the hunt right uh for the pennant each year uh ever since 57 they've been one of the powers uh in the national league until they uh, like the mid 60s and then things um uh, but Cloninger and Lamaster and all of these pitchers coming up they've been completely ruined uh by an organization that didn't know what it was doing and a manager who didn't know what he was doing and uh so the Braves had uh by the fall here in Atlanta uh Atlanta and Georgia in particular are football uh locales and 
uh, the Falcons were more of a story than the Braves were at that time. The Braves were in third place or so most of the season and third or fourth place. And then they had really uh, grasped that pennant by in the last few weeks where they played way over their uh, head. Well, not over their heads, but they, they played really good ball. They were not a, they were an old veteran team with not much of a pitching staff uh, that uh, got really hot at the right time. Well, I mean, so take us through the stretch run. I mean, going to those games in September, I mean, they clinched on the September 30th was when they clinched the division. They beat the Reds three to two. Were you at that game? No, I don't think so. I may have been. I I really don't. I was at a lot of those games at that time. Uh, But... I and I, but I can't remember which particular games. In those days, I was going to half the games at least. Uh, yeah. So I mean, but I, I, I can't say I was at any one particular game. Uh, I the uh, I'll tell you a couple of things that people don't remember about that team. All right. First of all, it, it was Aaron down the stretch. I mean, Bad Henry had one of his forty-four home run years and uh, slashed. 300, 400, uh, 600. Uh, people, I mean, people today talk about Freddie Freeman is, uh, I heard it a couple of times yesterday that he's boring because he has puts out the same kind of season every year. I mean, an excellent season where he's hitting 35 home runs and, you know, uh, knocking in a hundred. Uh, uh, but Aaron was doing that and more. You know, I mean, he, he <laughs> yeah. hit 44 like five times or so. And you, you didn't, uh, I mean, he was uh, he was bad Henry that year, just like he always was. Cardi came back from the tuberculosis and everything, had a real good season, hit 304. Uh, he slashed 300, 400, 550. Uh, but one person that people don't remember, we, got, we picked up from Philadelphia, Tony Gonzalez, to play center field for us. And that made a real big difference down the stretch run. Uh, he changed the team around. When he came over, that's what uh, kind of put them over the hump. Um, Necro had maybe his first really great year as a starter, pitching every other day. People forget Ron Reed, who won 18 games. Uh, Ron Reed, by the way... Uh, trivia note, uh, also played in the NBA. Uh, really? Yes, one of the last people to do both. Um, the uh, Cleet Boyer was uh, an interesting clog for them, uh, just still playing gold glove type third base. Cepeda was a disappointment, but he still hit some bombs down the end. Uh, we had traded for him in the... Yeah, we had traded Tory. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, for him. And Tory went on to with an MVP playing third, <laughs> another position. Uh, we had, uh, we had maybe the worst shortstop in baseball, uh, in Sonny Jackson. Uh, we had bony Jackson, uh, so bad that we, we moved him to center field next year, the next year saying, you know, uh, let's see if you can play out there. You can't hit either position, but, uh, the, uh, we had catcher who couldn't hit water from a boat, uh, it was a pretty good defensive catcher. But, I mean, it, it was not a particularly strong team. One thing we had, uh, the the Braves, uh, other than Aaron and Cardi, uh, uh, Philippe Lou is one of my favorite all-time players, but he had a really down year that year. Um, the uh, But we had a good bullpen. Uh, 
This Cecil Upshaw pre-injury gave them, I think, 110 innings or something like that. Uh, And Hoyt Wilhelm had a really good year for them uh, that year. Well, I want to— They also had Bob Pretty, who struck me out once. (laughs) (laughs) When when was this? I was playing for the Bald Eagles. Uh, The— I, so this is after his career. Oh yes, and <laughs> go on. And he's ten, fifteen years older than me. And uh, the catcher is telling me where the ball. This will be a fastball outside corner. Boom! Strike. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was coming, and I still struck out. <laughs> Did you even make contact? Did you swing at least? I foul. I foul tipped one. There you go. That's a win. That's Know, a win. Knowing that what pitch was coming and everything. So. <laughs> Just because you know it's coming doesn't mean you can hit it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, we we also had uh, the uh, the bulldog Pat Jarvis was on that team. Oh, Sheriff, yeah, yeah. Sheriff Pat Jarvis. I think this was that was his rookie year, I believe. Well, I I got to give more love to Phil Necro. I mean, he wins twenty three games. He went twenty three and thirteen with a two fifty six ERA. He had twenty one complete games of his twenty three wins. Through 285 innings. Uh, God bless. But, but he's throwing a knuckleball. And, pe- I, and people don't remember that Ron Reed threw 242 innings. You know, right. We yeah. don't have, I mean, it, that's like our second guy that nobody even remembers is on the team. Uh, <laughs> that would lead the major leagues now. Yeah, by a wide margin. <laughs> You're right. Well, I, Pat, I mean, the, the rookie, well, I don't think Jarvis was, he may have been I mean, either a second year, he's throwing over 200. Yeah, well, it's good. It goes without saying that was. I mean, we're still in yeah, an era where time. certain yeah. po- pitchers out there were throwing three hundred plus innings. So, yeah. um, so uh, well, Bill Bartholomew, that was the name I was trying to remember. Uh, but uh, in the ownership group, uh, they were really passionate about uh, this '69 year, and uh, they put out the the. Do you remember the NLCS uh, program? That the Braves put out? No, but I was at that game. I, that you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. So, and this again is in the AJC article by Tim Tucker. Shout out to a Tucker out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Braves for the NLCS program had the moon landing, which of course had occurred that July of that summer, um, and it was a Braves player stepping off of the, <laughs> of the lunar rover to signify that the Braves had gone where no. Atlanta team had gone before All right. the moon, apparently. <laughs> um, so, I mean, at, so you're saying that it, at no point during the stretch run did Atlanta really get caught up in it? I mean, were you caught up in it? Oh, given, yes. Given I, yeah, I, I was like, know? well, I, I was very unbelieving. I was like, you know, uh, the because uh, it seemed to come out of nowhere. And when you compare it, um, it was more. Even the the Braves runs in the '80s when uh, Tory was the manager and with Murph and Horner and stuff, and they uh, uh, won a couple of divisions then, or I think they won one and they're in the hunt for none. Yeah, uh, that was even more. Uh, the city was more caught up in that than they were in '69. It's just uh, the city wasn't ready for a team to uh, come uh, down the stretch and win. We were not. 
a very knowledgeable fan base at that time. And it was like, all right, we're in fourth place now. Football season, boom, uh, the uh, go <laughs> well, dogs, but- uh, you know. <laughs> and, and they were like, oh, oh, wait a minute. You know, I mean, it, it just it seemed to catch everybody somewhat by surprise. Hey, go go jackets back then. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, you also had the that the Hawks had just made it here. You know, right. that was a new thing, and I think also we had the Flames at that point in time. We got uh, all of our pro sports teams seemingly in the same. I don't think year, the Flames are here yet. Yeah. Oh, we had the Chiefs though, the yeah, soccer yeah. team, yeah, and they, they were <laughs> the vaunted Chiefs that yeah. won the first uh, uh, championship title. Um, all right, so they clinch, and then we get the World Series, or we get the the first ever League Championship Series against. The Miracle Mets, but game one's in Atlanta. What's that like? Uh, that was the uh, first playoff game I ever went to. You know, I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> and there was a playoff atmosphere, and, you know, it started late, you know. Uh, it was, uh, but very disappointing, the game. You know, I, I was not, uh, I, I was convinced we would beat the Mets, even though the Mets had been a better team all year. Uh, and uh, I, I wasn't quite in I didn't realize that Tom Seaver was going to become one of the greatest pitchers of all time at that point. He had had a great year. Uh, I don't think I was like, what's the other guy's name? Kuzman, you know, I mean, I, you, uh, they had a bunch of no name people on that team. Uh, no name at the time, right? No name. Well, still how many, you know, how many baseball fans are going to remember Ron Swoboda? You know, uh, (laughs) the, uh, how many starters can you name off that Mets team? Uh, 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 two now, uh, thanks to you. You just well, gave I mean, me the second one. Jerry Grody went on to play for a pretty good time. Uh, but I, I think most of the that team was pretty much a no name team, uh, except for some tremendous pitching. Uh, and I, I expected us to beat them. I was terribly disappointed. Right. Well, I and mean, then I was co- totally convinced. I think I lost a good bit of money for being a 17 year old that a, uh, uh, probably a good bit of money for anything. Uh, the, uh, that the Orioles would, would beat the Mets. I was totally convinced of that. Oh yeah. One of the great Orioles. I mean, one of the great, like three year runs of any baseball team, uh, the, those Jim Palmer, uh, Brooks Robinson Orioles, Frank Robinson and Frank Robinson. Yeah. I always feel uh, like oh, I'm it, getting that wrong. Boog Powell. And I mean, they, they had a, a tremendous team. Uh, yeah. you know, they, it wasn't just Palmer. This is back, you know, with McNally and all, all those people. They had, uh, the, um, kind of amazing when you look at that era that, you know, there's, there's like the big red machine gets all the, the, the love, but you had that Baltimore Orioles teams from the 68 to about 73. They should have, you know, they, they only won the single world series in 1970. Yeah. 1970. It feels like they should have won a lot more. The Reds, the Big Red Machine, feels like they should have won a lot more. And then you also have Oakland. Oakland (laughs) rattled off three in a row. And you had, uh, yeah, in '69, you you probably are saying, you know, as a baseball fan, we're if we are doing this podcast in '69, which would be quite odd. Yeah, uh, the uh, our biggest disappointment would probably have been the Tigers after having just gone to the World Series the previous two years. The Tigers had had a run there. You know, well, from, they only they in '67 they lo- they didn't make it to the World Series, but they were right there. 
Yastrzemski, come on. Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> what, 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 what are I thinking of? The it was two... the Cardinals that had been there two years in a row, right? right in the World yeah, Series, right. but the Tigers in '68. But they had also been there and right, right to the end in '67. Yeah. Um. But yeah. The, I mean, they won 90 games. I think still in '69 or so. So. Right. Right. Well, you look at like that. So game one of the NLCS, the first game one ever of any NLCS. Uh, we scored five runs on Seaver, which in hindsight is like, wow, how did anyone yeah. ever do that against him? But you're saying that like in the moment it was like, yeah, of course we were going to. Uh, yeah, I, I thought there was no chance that the Mets would beat us in that, that series. But, you know, I, I learned. Yeah. We've, we've paid them back. Yeah. It's very, it, it, and the, the article in the AJC makes this point that it's not talked about much at all. 82 is talked about a lot. You have the right. 13 and 0 start and Murphy first of two uh Dale Murphy first of two MVPs, back-to-back MVP seasons. Shout out to my grandmother who that was uh her favorite player. Um and of course Ted Turner's there at that point. But um you know, I was I really made me uh, appreciate the significance of the 1969 Atlanta Braves. So I, they, who landed I, on the moon apparently. <laughs> yes. Had what, no idea. The, I think, though, you have with that team, I mean, you go back to the 82 team and you have Chambliss and, you know, Horner, and there are a lot of pieces, you know, that beyond Murph. Uh, with the 69 Braves, you had Necro and Aaron, and then you had a bunch of guys helping out, you know, but not having, nobody else is having a, uh, we had a good bullpen, you know, uh, the, yeah. uh, our pitching's better than you would think uh, for a team that just hit. Uh, the uh, they set the the Fran the Atlanta f- club record for wins though that that yep. wasn't wasn't met until ninety one right, uh, which isn't saying much uh, <laughs> during some of those years in the seventies. Uh, but I mean, you know, it, Tito Francona and Mike Lum and people you know, Bob Didier and it, it was just I mean, uh, it is. As much as anything, that year is just a uh, bow to Hank Aaron and Phil Necro and their greatness. There were it was a year where we had two Hall of Famers have Hall of Fame years that won the pennant. Fair. I mean, Fair. Uh, there's nobody else on that. I mean, uh, usually it seems like the when you look back in uh, in time, you're going to find most. Uh, World Series or pennant winners have three Hall of Famers on their team that eventually become Hall of Famers. Uh, the uh, and often one of them is uh, somebody on the downside of his career. The Yankees would always have five. They would bring in a Nina Slaughter or somebody like this at the end. Right, of his career. right, yeah. Uh, but the uh, I mean, and we had two, uh, and they did the whole thing. Yeah. Well, and you had Cepeda, but oh, that's true. Cepeda yeah. was, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so. but he didn't have Hall of Fame years with the Braves. No, but there he fills he, that. He's that, yeah. yeah, that guy at the end. All right, you so. cast him as the fading veteran, right in, the, right? in the sports movie. So, yeah. All right. Well, it's cool. Fifty years. Where does the time go? Uh, all right, coming into home. This is a, a a a thing that you've wanted to do for a while. So we're gonna do. Uh, our first running the bases prep squad shout out, and well, I, I hope that we do this uh, 
more. I mean, I, I hope we do this on every show where we will uh, talk to various baseball and softball coaches uh, uh, and players around the uh, the community, uh, the metro area, and see if they can tell us something about some of their uh, young stars. Yeah. It, it is what the game is all about. Uh, I'd, I Right now in Georgia, it's softball season. It's not necessarily baseball season. Uh, and I'd like to give a shout-out to an Emya Munford, uh, number 12 on the field and number one in our hearts. Uh, she's at <laughs> uh, from Hampton High School and uh, is by uh, by National Softball Review. She's ranked number 49th in the country. Uh, wow. She, uh, I know she, I saw a film of her hit her first home run, I mean, uh, of the season in her first game. Uh, they play about five games. She's mashing the ball. She plays first and third in the outfield. But what she really does is uh, hit the snot out of the ball. And uh, our first shout out to Emmyard Bumford. All right. Nice. Congratulations, Emya. Emya. It's E-M-Y-A. E-M-Y-A. So, so I'm guessing, it, and if we're butchering your name, Miss Mumford, we are. We apologize. <laughs> we greatly apologize. But hey, great start to the season. Congratulations on uh, being ranked in the top 50. That's mm-hmm. that's huge. Um, and also, this ties in with the Little League World Series just concluding for 2019. Did you watch much of the less than I Less than I normally do. Yeah. We, we talked about this ahead of time. I'm not a big Little League fan. That doesn't mean I'm not a big fan of amateur baseball, but Little League has um, declined in popularity and uh, in, uh, in recent years. But there is nothing in amateur sports that touches Williamsport. That's just a great experience. Right. It's, I mean, yeah, Little League is like the mediocre movie with a killer ending. Right. And you're just like, oh, man. So, because, yeah, all these other traveling teams and, you know, whatever national team, I'm not familiar yeah. in all this, but, you know, certainly here we have like the East Cobb baseball and, and, and whatnot. Uh, their penultimate event, you never even hear about. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know what they're called. You do if your son or your daughter is playing in them. Oh, and, sure. And there are yeah. now towns that are just all about this stuff. That I don't know, A lot of Pennsylvania towns that were factory towns have just built in sports complexes and that bring in th- these tournaments that turn the town around. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, We've talked about that before. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's a great, great innovative idea that's happening with uh, – with with towns that have like you know these shopping mall properties that are all foreclosed and <laughs> abandoned yeah, and whatnot, yeah. tournament and indoor sports complex have yeah. a have a tournament or two. All right, well, a thank you as always to everyone listening to the Running the Bases podcast, which you can find on Sound SoundCloud, SoundCloud, and on iTunes. Uh, and of course, you can always find all of our podcasts and everything Running the Bases on our website, runningthebases.com. Uh, check out our page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, shout out as always to Mr. David Wayngarten, who gives us our intro and outro music. Uh, his album, The Truth Is I Don't Know, is available on Amazon and on iTunes. And uh, if you can find a record shop somewhere, it's probably next to like, you know, the vinyl section uh, uh, across from some snooty comic book or something like that. I'll probably edit all of that out. Um, congrats again to Emya from Hampton High School, our first prep squad shout out. Good luck on this softball season. So for Coach Jordan Bounds, I am Tucker Wells. This is the Running the Bases podcast coming into home and we're safe. Coach, 
You have yourself a good night. Good night.